Boot and do 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 scat bop. It is clarification season two, baby. Ooh, ooh. All right, when we last left off, we did a podcast. It was a little bit of an experimental podcast where we were listening to Carly Rae Jepsen's Dedicated. I'm still doing that. I s- slacked off like hardcore on it, but hopefully, we're going to cloud out list this podcast, right? Because we have three podcasts on this weird channel, which is The Ultimate Party, then Claire Vacation, then that Carly Rae Jepsen dedicated challenge playlist. I and wouldn't now count we're back those. To I feel Vacation. like we have two podcasts. I'm counting that as a three. Well, one. I have one podcast. I'm, I'm going to Cloud Atlas this. I see. But then it's one podcast then if we're doing Cloud Atlas. Well, I guess, but it's in three sections. You know how Cloud Atlas had like different stories within it? So the next. The podcasts are the stories. And the next podcast we're going to record is Ye Ultimate Party? No, we're going to keep doing Claire Vacation, I think, for a season. I'm not allowed on Ye Ultimate Party. Why are you not? Because I notoriously hate parties. Yeah, but you were on Ye Ultimate Party. You were one Mm, of our guests. Not sure. Not sure about that, buddy. We can go back into the logs and check that out. And so can our listeners at home. You can check the episode of The Ultimate Party where Luke was on. Why don't you go do that now? We're waiting. We'll take all the time you need. Uh, What? This is a way to get them to go back into the backlog. Well, yeah. I totally have. You totally have? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. But we plugged. Wasn't that clever? It was. I like it. Okay. I, I really hope people go into the backlog. That's been like my whole artistic uh, goal as a creator. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not so much trying to create a hit so much as I'm trying to create you a You want backlog. people to love your B-sides and rarities. Exactly, because that's all it is. It's all mm-hmm. B-sides and rarities. Okay. Yeah. This that's podcast cool. right here, A-side. Who, who? What? Okay, what band do you think has the best B-sides? What man do i think well what counts as a b-side just later songs on an album no no not not like deep cuts but like if they've released you know some bands have released b-side albums like albums full of b-sides or like um special edition like demo versions you know is there any band that because i'm thinking like uh or, or like promo songs you know yes uh, People know what B-sides are. There's two bands I can think of that have released B-sides. Well, actually, three now. I'm thinking we've got Less Than Jake, Cake, and No Effects. Mm-hmm. And Cake is canceled, so they're out of the running. Nah. Um, it's, it's, it's separate it, art from musician. Um, all right. I would go No Effects. Because it's a band, too, you know? It is a band. You can't hold the whole band to that one guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cake B-sides and rarities is pretty good, but I'd still go no effects. Mm-hmm. I don't know any... No No effects is the band that did the Take me home tonight. Mm. I don't want to forget the words to this part of the song. I Isn't have, that no effects? I have no idea what or no, the band you're talking about. I'm thinking about. of NXS, which is also, also not, wrong. Yeah, r- not no. them. NXS is the devil inside, the devil inside. Every single one of us, the devil inside. But No Effects is the band that did Bob, and um, I can't think of a song that you would know by them. Um, Don't Call Me White, Linoleum. Don't Call Me Angel. That was... That's topical. That 
Is it? I, I feel mean, like that was a month ago. Well, the movie it hasn't come out yet. Doesn't really have that much of a. It's thing gonna be topical. The, the until movie the hasn't movie comes come out. out yet, and I've already forgotten the song. I mean, I haven't forgotten the song. I remember the chorus with the weird melody. Don't call me angel. Yeah, and it's got Lana De R- Del Sol. She saves that song. In I my don't opinion. think. No, I think she is like wandered into a song that is like, "What are you doing here? This doesn't make it any better." Yeah. It's just like the. It's like um, her appearance is like that part in The Shining where she's going up the stairs and she sees the bear. It's like, yeah, that's a moment in the movie that I remember, just as her part is a moment in the song. But as far as its effect, it is equally uh, uncanny and and uncomfortable. And see, much like the bear in The Shining, I think it adds a little bit of levity to the song. If that song took itself any more seriously, I would really dislike it. Like when Ariana Grande and Miley Cyrus are doing their thing, I'm kind of like, and then Lana Del Rey comes in and something about that just makes me fine with the song, which is weird. Should have been Cardi B. I'm not a fan of uh, Norman fucking Rockwell. Like, why not? Just because I think that the love she describes in love song is toxic. Norman Rockwell? In Norman fucking Rockwell, the album by Lana Del Rey. Oh. I think her view I of thought love you is were... toxic. Like, we just hooked up in the backseat of a car, and now I would literally die for you. It's about teenage love. Lana Del Rey's not a teenager. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't preclude her from writing songs about uh, that stuff. Well, I think that teenagers should know that that's not a very good form of love. You shouldn't want to lay your life on the line for a romantic partner. Unless it's like a donated kidney type thing. Our media is not out there to teach lessons, Kyle. Our media is out there to capture experiences. Our entertainment media, I suppose. I don't think that argument holds up. And I'm saying, I think it totally holds up. I mean, like I watch a horror movie. Is that an implicit... Am I condoning maniacal camp zombie mutant killing no sorry zombie mutant killer machete men when i enjoy jason no but you are going to walk away being like you know what sex gets you killed and teens shouldn't be doing drugs i don't think that i don't think that so there you go look what i'm (laughs) saying is at an impressionable age right we're talking about if you go to uh, High Fidelities, which came first, the music or the misery? You know me. I was a very impressionable child. I like to think that life was going to be like the movies or like a TV show mm-hmm. or a song. It is and, true. That is, But I would say that's particular to you. I would say that there's got to be more people out there who feel like I feel. Well, that's where it comes into outside contextual. You can't you can't block people out from life, man. We're talking about art. Also, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure because I my uh, my headset was a little messed up. Uh-huh. I think our levels are like really high. I don't know. I'm getting some echo, so I don't know. Uh, I think both mics are getting picked up. Yeah, I believe that. Mm. It might be. A- a problem we can turn it down yeah maybe we should turn it just just a little bit a smidge down yeah that's why i was messing with that little uh 
Well, with, right. with my microphone earlier. Okay. How about now? Um, I'm still going to turn it up and compress the shit out of it. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, you know what? It never sounds bad. Yeah. It always sounds good. It always sounds like what it sounds. We're going to edit this part out. It's we're, po- we're, no. No. Well, where were we? We're leaving the- this in, goddammit, because uh, here's the deal. We're uh, a little off topic. I have... Yeah. I... um. I, I called this meeting of the midday duo ship, which um, is my take on the Midnight Society. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. We, you know, society these days has become too fractured, too. Uh, we live in too a society individualized. We need to come together as a collective. And if the Noon Brunch Boys Club mm-hmm. can bring some light to uh, these trying Noon times, Noon Brunch Club. Yeah. Is that your take on midday duo ship? Midday duo ship seems a little exclusive to us. Well, it, I mean, at the moment it is. Can the Kyle's mom join the duo ship? I mean, if they were here, which they aren't, I'm referring to this right now. This right here, the two yes. of us. Yes. This is a midday duo ship. The midday duo ship. And if you say otherwise, it's because you're schizophrenic and it, you're seeing people. Well, I'm not, and I think that trivializes mental illness. You might be a little ableist, Luke. I sure am. All right. Well, anyway, you <laughs> called this meeting to discuss what? Uh, I am quitting nicotine. I am currently going at 36 hours off of nicotine. Now, is this the first time you've quit nicotine on the show? You know, as most people who have quit nicotine or tried to quit nicotine, uh, on the show, possibly. I don't know for a fact if I tried to do it earlier on the show, but mm. I, I'm almost comp- or positive that, no, this is the first time I've done it on the show. Is this the first time in my life? Hell no, because you know what? It takes a few tries. It definitely does but take a few tries. But this is the tries. first time I've captured it. I'm capturing the raw uh, irritability. Yeah, it's it's a rawness. It's it's a um, it's a lived in moment. You know. Yes. Some I, would say I'm more I'm more woke now than I've ever been, and I see how fucking stupid and everyone is can eat my butt. I don't think that's what wokeness implies. I, I don't, don't think, think I don't think people are walking around being like I'm so woke. Everyone's stupid. I, what I'm saying, no, I'm talking about wokeness in the sense that I cannot fall asleep. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. What the hell are you talking about? The, I'm talking about uh, hashtag wokeness. Oh, God. But, okay. yeah, um, we don't have to talk about that. We can talk about the lack of sleep. I noticed that not necessarily when I quit nicotine because I don't do that as often, but when I take a tolerance break from marijuana, mm-hmm. I have such a hard time... Um, you know, just snapping back to reality. Mm. You know, is there an AA podcast or like a quit your addictions podcast? I'm sure there's some get there help is, with addictions I mean, podcast, but like, there is, is there? This isn't it. Has one entered the mainstream? Well, I don't know. We could document no, your no, journey. This isn't it because here's the deal. I want to talk today. I want to talk about our experiences with nicotine. Why it's so damn great. You actually did a video on that. Yeah, I did do a video on it. Yo, go check out the Mahosevich YouTube channel. Look up J.C.K. Williams. But I thought we could make this a little more personal about our experience. You know, what, what, how did we get started on this road? Where did we get to here? And how 
are we now? Girls. Girls, yeah. That's the I that's mean, the short answer. That definitely is the short Do answer. Do we want to episode go? over? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We've still got like 45 minutes to No, go. I want to be raw. I want to get into this it. This is raw. Okay. Let's well, you seem like you have it on your mind. Get it get a let's squeeze those mind grapes. Well, okay. So, I'm going back to this All right. So, it was a bad breakup. We'll uh, we'll exclude names. It was a bad breakup. High school uh hit you like a brick. Eh, it was a fun time. Uh, no, no. Um, a high school romance that w- went into college and lasted quite a few. It was my first uh, first relationship. Oh, good times. And we broke up. Reed, I was broken up with. And, um, you know, it was right around this time of year. And I was feeling real down on myself. I was feeling real sad. And I remember listening to this episode of The Moth. Ah. Where uh, I, you know... If we were more diligent, I would be able to cite the exact episode. But it was basically a woman telling her story of leaving her abusive boyfriend and um, the comfort she found in a cigarette. Now, I'm not suggesting that I was leaving an abusive relationship or that anything was... God damn it. You know what? It's well, just the point is it doesn't have any point. It to was it. teenage love. It was, it was no more love. or less abusive than your average teenage romance. I think all love is abusive. Were made. That's a bold assertion. I think we can we can dig into that. I think a little everything bit later. is problematic. That's the problem. That's why I hate the holier than thou because fucking everything is problematic. Well, yeah, and that's why you gotta choose your battles. It's man. impossible to. Because everyone's fighting a different. It's no, because everyone is fighting their own battle, right? Separate of each other, it's like a traffic jam. I think you just gotta not fight at all, just be. So you're now on board with my life as a traffic jam analogy. I well, I think you are of the opinion that life is a traffic or a roller or not roller derby. A demolition derby. Maybe it's I a dis- traffic jam, dis- but you want to drive your tank through it. I don't necessarily want to drive my tank through it. I just want to blaze a J and crank some tunes, man. Crank some tunes? Crank some Exclusively tunes. Exclusively cranking tunes? Why not? Well, I see what you did there. Yeah. The next question was obviously, what else would I be cranking? Your your meat, my penis, yes, yeah, yeah, spanking your meat, yeah, in traffic with in traffic with a joint. That sounds like an afternoon. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I would not mind doing that in the traffic jam of life. But as far as it applies to the analogy, what happens if we all just sit back and go with the flow? Right? What happens? uh, What happens to the people who are? crashing their cars what happened to the people who do want to roll their tanks through the streets you know because i feel like if we all just went with the flow that would they would know, do it with impunity it would, it would maintain the current social stratum and we'd remain with these hierarchies that aren't doing us no good man are it's, billionaires not going are they going with the flow or going against the flow by accumulating wealth is my question, I guess, in your in your traffic jam. Let's take a quick pause, real quick. Ha, to, I get it. Pause, because the dog's trying the to dog's jump trying on my to chair. Get in your lap. Yeah, we he can get let him, there. Let him yeah, say come hello. On. No, he's too old. He come, fell. Come on, you could have picked Aww. him up, and he fell. Kyle's abusive to animals, is what I'm trying to say. He's extremely abusive to animals. 
especially because he gave up. Kyle, get this, likes to eat animals. What? Yeah, well. <laughs> They're just so tasty. Could someone who loves animals eat them? I think so. Yesterday, I was talking with a very kind woman who was talking about eating goats and pigs. And I was telling her how I ate a goat once, but the whole time I was thinking about just how cute and cuddly goats are. And she was like, you could see his face as you were eating it, right? And I was like, I could. She goes, yeah, I get that, but I don't get that with pigs. Like, I've raised pigs, and I think pigs are adorable, but I still eat pigs because they're delicious. And so maybe you can love animals and still eat them. I mean, look at hunters. They're some of the most uh, eco-friendly people around. Even though they're shooting animals. What about human hunters? Bounty hunters. Mm. Well, they don't shoot the people, do they? Depends on what cinematic people, universe we're dealing with. Do people still do dead or alive posters? Look, we're getting on Maybe topic not here. in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're listening to a mod po- moth podcast about uh, the comfort that could be had in a cigarette. Because, you know, I'm... You know what, kids? You may think smokers are jokers. Maybe there's some truth to that. But what I wanted to hit at is that uh, smoking, at one point, believe it or not, in our cultural zeitgeist, was quite cool. I don't think it's not cool. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's not cool in the way that. Um... Okay, I wasn't sure if you were going to agree with me on that because you're so woke. But yes, yeah. no, smoking is still cool. I it's phrased still it great. that way. Yeah, no, I mean, I was like, trying to dance around it so as to no. Kyle couldn't high road me again. Yeah, it's way cooler than vaping. That's for oh, sure. For God, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a cigarette. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Freaking the jewel's never going to replace that. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's because you plus, know, uh, if I could say so. Uh, lung cancer is way cooler than whatever disease you're getting from tainted jewel. Food I, poisoning? Yeah. What is I that's mean, not a way like to pop, die? Popcorn lung or pneumonia? Yeah. yeah, it's lame. You know what is? Here's another thing, right? Mm-hmm. Smoking is really the only time poverty is cool. Mm. I mean, in a large sense. I know you have some people who are rich and they like to kind of like dress down and try and go for this bohemian, bohemian. feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hipster. Exactly. Like the return of hipsterism. Exactly. But all of that you can escape from, mm-hmm. right? You can escape. You could live in a little Airbnb in the slums for a night or two, and then you can just fly back to your mansion. You can't escape the damage you're doing to yourself with a cigarette. Mm-hmm. You are one with, you know. You feel it pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. After you started smoking. Mm-hmm. Like, so so if I could go back to the story, what drew me to it was. How cool I, I was, and comforting it was. It wasn't really the coolness. The coolness kind of played in after the fact. It was, it was the comfort. It was the, uh, you know, you're holding. It's like holding a candle. You know, it's a little, it's a little light, a little warmth, you know, it was, uh, this time of year. So it was pretty cold outside, but if you had a cigarette or if I had a cigarette with me, it's a little, a little campfire that I could carry around with me and actually like bring in, it was a warmth I could bring into my body. Oddly enough, nicotine constricts your blood vessels. So it makes you colder. Yep. So scientifically, sure. But but you know, psychosomatic responses. Look, I get it. If there's one thing I do in the cold, I just like start 
relentlessly hitting my vape, even though I know it's making me colder. Intellectually, mm-hmm. I, there's the placebo effect of I'm being warmed up by this warm substance that's now in my lungs. So one other aspect I'll say is there with this breakup, there was a lot of soul crushing, like uh, self destructiveness, and there was there's an appeal about the fact that a cigarette will kill you, you know, because it was yeah. like I just I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna smoke, even though we know smoking is so bad for you and. You know, people turn their noses up at smoking, but I don't give a fuck because fuck the world. Right. Like, I'm killing myself, but I'm going to make it your problem. Yeah. You're going to have to put up with me until I die, Mm -hmm. which I'm making clear that that is my intent, Mm -hmm. is my own destruction. Mm-hmm. And I that's the it. initial, and and that's what brought me into it. So how about yeah. how about you? What was the thing that got you on your path to nicotine dependence? Okay, so there was a girl, now was a boy, and I was the last to find out that she got married. And in fact, you were the one who told me because you drunkenly texted me one night, "She's married, dude," and I was like, "What?" That's and it crazy. turns out that you were right. How and, did I find that out? Well, you had found out from our good friend, the drummer. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's set some background. Like the girl I was referring to was my high school sweetheart. This was without going into details. This was a a, a coworker. This is a coworker I had a crush on. That you had a crush on. Okay. Yeah. And also my boss. And I have since learned that mm. dating a boss is not. What you want to do? Fatal attraction. I've never seen the movie, so I don't get the reference, but okay. Point is, I was attracted to my boss. Yeah. And that was... Tearing you up? It was tearing up my heart when I'm with her. And Mm -hmm. when we are apart... I was still feeling... Yeah, yeah, no. We all love the Backstreet Boys. The thing (laughs) is... Uh, she one time asked me if I wanted to go out for a smoke break, which startled me because another coworker of ours had said that she was pregnant <gasps> and that was the reason she had gotten married. Well, mm. you're not supposed to smoke if you have a baby. That's true. So I said, I'll go smoke with you on one condition that you're not pregnant. And she mm-hmm. goes, why would I be pregnant? And I thought to myself, okay, good. I have no problem breaking up this marriage. You know, Let me that shoot reminds my me of my favorite Fleetwood Mac album. Rumors? Yeah, it sounds like you, you heard some rumors. I did hear some rumors, and they were dispelled in the form of me getting cigarettes. And what ended up happening was because she didn't want to get hooked on them again, she mm. instead would buy a pack for the two of us and then give it to me, <laughs> and then I'd go home and smoke it with my brother because I didn't really smoke, but he did. And mm-hmm. then before you knew it, I was smoking a pack a day. I see. Yeah. Do you do you remember like when you realized that like uh oh you were addicted? No. No, me neither. Yeah. And it, it seems because I guess that's really the point is like you kind of know you'll be addicted, and it really doesn't dawn on you until you try and quit what that means at least when we're talking nicotine addiction you know right well because when you're getting addicted it feels like something you want to do yeah it's not when it's yeah yeah two years in you're just like i don't want to buy a pack today 
oh, mm-hmm. I'm buying a pack today. Or you're like, you know, I really don't have the money for this. I should spend it on something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, I'm buying cigarettes. Damn it. Yeah. Um, But at the beginning, you're like, you know what? She always buys a pack. Yeah. Maybe I'll just buy a pack for myself, and then I'll have cigarettes when she wants to smoke. Or you think to yourself, you know, I'm always bumming cigarettes. Why mm-hmm. not... I be the guy with cigarettes. Yeah. And so it really feels like a decision that you're making. You're like, I'm I'm just getting more into this. And like you say, you mm-hmm. don't really realize until you give it up. Yeah. Well, so now moving on along, I wanted to talk about like the the height of our of the cigarette days. So you know, more or less we were concurrent with our cigarette smoking. I think it was uh I I don't know. Maybe you were a little bit before me or a little bit after. Either way, well, that that's not terribly important. But uh, I remember, man, like in the height, like when I was smoking with confidence. I remember it was in my latter years of uh, of uh, college, and man, I remember the community that built up around. Uh, a final exams, the library, and chain smoking cigarettes. Like you could go out onto this quad, which was right outside of our library, and you would find at least 50 people smoking away, an amount of people that you wouldn't have seen. And the other crazy thing about it was like they banned smoking on on campus that year. So these were these were rebels, and I was one of them. And smoking has always been a communal thing. Yeah. My height of smoking was when I was doing comedy open mics mm-hmm. in Denver. And I swear I spent just as much, if not more time, outside smoking than I did inside watching sets. Because people were funnier in the smokers' lounge. They were, they didn't have that pressure on them. They didn't have that, oh, I'm new at this, I'm nervous. Or they didn't have that, like, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for five years. Like, when's my time? I'm still doing this shitty open mic kind of burnout. They were just yucking it up with other comedians. So it was funner to stay on the smoking lounge. That being said, I would burn through a pack in an open mic. It wasn't like one pack a day. It was a pack and a half because I'd smoke half a pack during the day and then a full pack during the open mic. Mm. And that wasn't good. And that was also when we were doing a whole lot of hallucinogens. And if there's one thing that uh, really makes you forget how much you're smoking, it's hallucinogens. I Honestly, we don't even have to go that deep into it. Although, yes, I would agree with that statement. But, you know, I'm not treading any new ground here. You know what pairs really well with a cigarette? Alcohol. Yes. Oh, yeah. And food and it, it driving. goes with walking. And wa- yeah, walking. Talking to people. Yeah, exactly. Um, sitting outside. Oh, it's uh, really pretty great. I mean, you can basically do it paired with anything. But Besides, the like, intense is, physical activity, it's hard to smoke yeah. and hike and stuff. It kind of ruins food, like, if you're yeah. eating. Like, drinks will go well with it, but eating, I don't I don't think it goes well with eating. No, especially, I'm glad they banned smoking in restaurants. I've yeah. been to restaurants where you can smoke inside. It's mm-hmm. not 
enjoyable. It's not great inside. I do, I, you know, part of me kind of appreciates the aesthetic of smoking. And even if I'm not partaking in it, like yes. like the background smokers, so I don't, I honestly don't mind it, like on a patio. I know patio is you know? fine, yeah. And and you know what, I'm not gonna buy into those self righteous, indignant people who are like, oh, this secondhand smoke is killing me. You know what also is killing you? Everything. Everything in this world is killing the you. The sunlight is killing you. Yeah. The air pollution is killing you. Here's the thing. You just on a high road, yeah, people. You're, if you're you know, with lots of ventilation, you're just trying to rain on someone's yeah, parade. Yeah, go tell Shanghai it's the smokers that are poisoning their lungs. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Take a break. There are bigger fish to fry. And I get that it's something in your immediate vicinity that you feel like you can do something about. Like, this is a problem I know I can rectify. And it's a little bit easier than taking on the grand systemic changes that need to be made. But... Take it easy on the smokers. They're victims of consumerist culture just like anything that you are. It's just instead of buying IKEA furniture, they're buying Philip Morris products. Yeah. And one thing I will say, you know, smokers, you're not off the hook. Oh, throw no, away right throw away your butts. Throw away your butts. How throw hard is away. that? Oh my gosh. Like as a as two people who go outside and pick up litter, maybe mm-hmm. not all the time, but with enough regularity, butts are gross. Yeah. And they don't decompose. Or- Quick tip: If you have your pack of cigarettes, you know, stick the butts in there. It's not gonna stink up your clothes half as much if it's inside the box. And then when you get to a trash can, you throw them away. Exactly. I mean, it might give you a second of repose when you open up that pack and you smell what you've done. Yeah, honestly. Well, okay. So that kind of brings us along to our next part. Now, um, I'm. You know, about thirty six hours off of uh, off of uh, nicotine. I'm vaping right now. He's vaping right now. But the point I, is, we we're is, talking a lot about smoking. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. I mean, I'm not doing it. But but the point is, is neither of us are cigarette smokers uh, at this point of time. You know, you know. Yeah. Hope hopefully, I'll stick with my no nicotine uh, regimen. Um, but I just want to talk about like, okay, what was that? You know, when when did we get off of uh, cigarettes, and when did it become more about that nicotine? So my friend, another coworker at that same place where I got hooked to cigarettes, was telling me about how great vape pens were, and he kept trying to convince me to get one, and. Tried a couple that weren't really working for me, but eventually I got a setup that I liked. Mm-hmm. And so I had it, but I was still smoking cigarettes. And then this is actually speaking, going back to girls. Girls. Um, we don't have to put dates on it, but if you can, like, figure out, like, how many years, you know. I'd say at most till Two years of smoking cigarettes? Yes. Well, because okay. I started when I was 19, and then I quit and switched to vape when I was 20 or 21. So wow, maybe really? only a year and a half or so. Well, because I remember what got me to switch to vape was I was having sex, mm-hmm. and it was good mm-hmm. sex. And then afterwards, the sunlight was shooting through the blinds, and I thought, oh, 
we're I want to have a cigarette after sex, like you see in all the movies. Mm-hmm. And the room smelled so gross mm. that I was like, this is overrated. Yep. But I feel great. Uh-huh. And then I started vaping, and then it wasn't a problem. Like because you had I could, the vape from earlier. Exactly, yeah. I could have the nicotine, but I didn't have to smell like shit. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a big selling point yeah. for a lot of vapors. But you know, obviously, vaping. Okay, and so cards on the table. I uh, I went a little. Well, we'll just go into it with me. So. You know, smoking was fine and dandy, but similarly to how I got started with uh, smoking cigarettes because of the loss of a girl, I actually got off of them because of a different girl that I happened to start dating. However, Girls, I'm telling you. Yeah, they, uh, you know, I, it's not, you know, you can judge us however you want, but the fact of the matter is uh, they have powerful effects on us. Yeah, I guess mostly hetero dude, I'd like to say that I'm kind of ashamed at the effects that women have on me sometimes. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm just, I'm acknowledging it as a thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm no more I ashamed should, yeah. of it as I am ashamed that my jeans are blue. That's a good and way I to put it. And I bleed red, white. And green. You got a lot of pus in Go here. Italy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, moving on from that digression. So, mm-hmm. you quit cigarettes and you moved on to, was it dip originally? Or so, well, I nice? kind of experimented with dip a little bit. I think dip may have been the first nicotine product I ever kind of played around with. And this is, so there is, there was a period where I would like have a cigarette, um, or like a cigar. I'm sure there's plenty of cigar smokers out there who, you know, can have a cigar. And I'm not talking about you Pink Floyd fans. I'm talking about <laughs> cigar connoisseurs. Um, who, yeah, we had a few cigars yeah. in our teenage years without one being one nicotine about it. use does not an addiction make. Um, Shout out to the real Kyle's mom out there. Mm-hmm. She'll have a cigar every now and then. Yeah, Stogie with the homies. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so so that was kind of my experience with dip. And, you know, I loved the buzz. Like, I preferred it, if I'm being honest, to the nicotine buzz, or the cigarette nicotine buzz. Um, but the cigarette, oh, I am leaving out a big moment. I was a douche who rolled his own cigarettes. Who hasn't been that it's, guy? But one here's point the deal: if I was if I was still inclined to smoke cigarettes, I would totally do that. That was the way to do it. Roll your own. Roll my own. It was did so you much roll better. Filters into it. Oh, uh, sometimes, sometimes I didn't, and that yeah. was you know kind of a treat. Oh yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's not to count the amount of spliffs. Whenever I think rolling my own, I'm thinking like spliffs. Because mm. when I rolled my own cigarettes... Well, I would roll I some spliffs, too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but when I was rolling my own cigarettes, it didn't really do much for me because it wasn't, like, the same tobacco or anything. It didn't. It never felt like a cigarette when I was rolling my own. It felt like a hand-rolled tobacco device. Uh, see, I liked... You, that was kind of at the point where I was trying to be snobby about it, and I was like, you know, I like the flavor of this a little bit better. Fact of the matter is, what I was mostly doing was rolling them without filters and just getting a yeah. dedicated dose of nicotine. Yeah. Um. Plus, I don't know, it's kind of crafty. 
You, you yeah. know, you you make you're making something with your hands. There's a ritual to it. Mm-hmm. I won't deny that it is like cooler to see someone roll their own. It's a lot cooler when you see it, but if you're coming to someone who's like, "Look, I have hand rolled cigarettes," you're like, "Look at my action figures." Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things where it depends on how you roll your own. If you're gonna be a snobby. I ain't roll my own kind of guy. Yeah. You kind of have to do it there in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. no one's impressed by a person who's spending three hours at home rolling their own cigarettes. They just think you're trying to save money. Yeah. Um. That being said, those people who just pull out a pouch and a mm-hmm. uh, little piece of paper and then suddenly they're smoking something 30 seconds later, it's pretty cool. It can be. And that's the weird thing. There is kind of like a, um, you know... smoking is is a postmodern paradox of is it cool well no it's not because of all these reasons that are objectively uncool but at the same time and in the right zone it can be very cool no killing yourself is cool it's it's not in that the after effects are not cool like everything post killing yourself is not cool. Everything leading up to it is pretty cool. Even people who drop toasters into a bathtub. Yeah. <sighs> See, I don't. I don't know. You if don't I agree think with that's that. cool? No. All right, we've got nudity. We've got uh-huh. electrocution. That like that moment before the toaster drops. That dedication. I think the sum of the parts uh, is different. You know, All right. I think you're getting two positives and you're multiplying to get a negative, which is a paradox. Look, but. Kyle's mom's out there. Tell us if you think dropping a toaster into the bathtub is cool or not. But we're getting off topic. Yeah. The point is, so when I, it comes to this uh, cool or not cool, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the act itself is cool, but... The effects are not. And we're specifically talking about cigarette smoking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because as we've established, nicotine ingestment uh, in any other form, I would say, is pretty decisively uncool. And yet, it is the thing. I mean, I don't know if cool even enters into the equation. It is a reality for many of us. Yes. Um, So the route I took, I did dip, as I mentioned. I was off of it for a little while, and then, you know what life is? Uh, Guess. A series of moments. It's also stressful. Oh, yeah. At times. And so here's the other paradox. Uh, Nicotine uh, as a, well, here, you you go into it. What, What is nicotine doing that makes it so damn good? A couple of things. One, it releases your body's natural opioids. Um, I forget the scientific name of them. I think they're like endo-opioids or something. Uh-huh. So right there, you're getting a mild dose of pain relief. It also um, releases adrenaline, and it activates your pancreas, so your blood sugar somewhat spikes. It also... Um, I think it either raises or lowers your blood pressure. Um, But because of those effects, it has a knock-on effect, which releases dopamine. And your basic... 
you're basically getting the effects of a mild dose of amphetamines and opioids at the same time. So the way I put it in my video is it's basically like a mini speedball every time you're taking a hit of a cigarette. And that can help when you're stressed out. Oh, yeah. It's huge um, uh, mood regulator. Yeah. And, it, and it, a lot of people see benefits if they have things like borderline personality disorder or schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, neither of us have that. So we just got the. I mean, right? Yeah. You no, don't I've have. Never listen, been diagnosed. With don't a let schizophrenics gatekeep you from getting using nicotine as a mood regulator. Oh yeah, no. It, you don't it, have it, to be. You don't have to be dealing with some shit in order to uh, enjoy a cool, refreshing cigarette. No, but you definitely are gonna run into the chapstick. Um, paradox where you're using this thing to sort of tape over yeah your mood problems and then eventually your body forgets how to regulate itself so then when you do take a break off of nicotine or you don't have it Mm -hmm. you're gonna have some crazy wild mood swings yeah i mean i've been dealing with some as we've been talking i believe it but you know this isn't my first time trying to quit no no it is not so i think what what i'm talking about or what i wanted to go over is uh you know, well, okay, so make it perfectly clear. I won't use brand names because fuck them. I don't want to. I don't want to try and market to them. But yeah. I used uh, I used. There's a Swedish manner of curing tobacco called snus uh, that uh, I was onto, and then I kind of went a more direct route of just getting using nicotine pouches, which are becoming a little bit more mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, variations on a... They don't necessarily market these as cessation uh, options because ultimately they really aren't. I would say I'm far more addicted to the nicotine pouches than I ever was to cigarettes because mm-hmm. there's very little drawback. You know, with a cigarette, you got to be outside. You stink. You know, yes. people, you know, regardless of how we feel about smoking... There are some people who are decidedly in the not cool camp. Right. So you have to deal with that. Um, However, using those nicotine pouches is so benign, most people didn't even know I did it. Yeah, honestly, you can still get your nicotine fix in an airplane. Yeah. Which is more than I can say for my way of... Mm Mm-hmm. My way of doing it. And that's the pernicious aspect of it, is just being able to do it so easily. But... um. I still do it in airplanes. That's cool. It is kind of cool. That's super badass. I mean, that's like a secret agent move. Do you do? Uh, do you do it in the bathroom? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, but I like cover yeah. it up. They don't know. They've never. I've, they've never caught me. They let you. You can get past security with it, even though it's oh, got yeah. the bat. Oh, I guess laptops have batteries and all that yeah. shit. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, they say don't do it, but come on. You're a bit of a renegade. Uh a little bit. But a bit of a rebel. A little bit of a rebel. But you know what? You know what's not cool? Breaking it's, the rules. Is vaping on an airplane. Because yeah. you're just like huddled up in this bathroom <laughs> with like a cloth <laughs> over your mouth trying to. What's your fla- <laughs> What's your go-to flavor? Yo, melons, dude. Melons. It's all about the melons, man. Let's talk about cessation. Okay. All right. Because the thing is. If there's one thing I kind of have a problem with vaping on is everyone's just like, it's the, a lot, I think a lot of people have problems with it because 
it was marketed as a step towards quitting. Yeah. And it didn't pan out like that. It mm-hmm. panned out like a lot of kids are vaping now. Yeah. And everyone's going, well, then they're going to get hooked on regular cigarettes once the vape, once they get onto the vapor because mm-hmm. it's all about nicotine. Mm-hmm. To which I think everyone agrees. That is a step backwards for any kid who's vaping because yeah. then their clothes are going to smell like cigarettes. Their parents are going to be on to them immediately. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't work like that unless you tank the vape industry and then you suddenly have a bunch of kids addicted to nicotine. But even then, why wouldn't they just switch to the pouches or whatever? What's the comparative price of a like vape juice versus a pack of cigarettes? Okay. And again, it's going to vary widely depending on so states. So wildly. And not even on states, just on uh, manufacturer. Yeah. Because you have your premium juice, which can run you like upwards of $20 a bottle for 60 milligrams of fluid and how many puffs would you say that equates to or how how many okay like- so i say i go through about a little over 10 milligrams a day a little over under 10 or not milligrams uh, milliliters of fluid mm-hmm. so if you were to equate one pack of cigarettes with 10 milliliters of fluid then you could get it really cheap because i can get 100 milliliters for 12 bucks right Mm -hmm. so that's basically a dollar a day okay or a little bit more than a dollar a day so back when i was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day we're talking like six bucks a day yeah as opposed to now one and then depending on which mod you get that's going to be some investment up front. You're still probably spending like 2 or $3 a day on vaping the way I do it. If you're going with jewels and jewel pods and whatnot, those pods themselves I think are about 5 bucks a pod. If you go with Views, Views sells two of their little refill cartridges for 20 bucks, And that's basically... We're right back up to cigarette prices, and I bet I could freaking go through a jewel pod in less than half a day so mm-hmm. i don't understand how all these kids are spending all this money it's almost more expensive than cigarettes somehow which is s- silly but again i i don't think when people were coming up with vapes i think yeah there's a segment who thought oh this will help quit smoking but i'm in it for like the i want to smoke period I mean, I remember when I was an eight-year-old kid and my dad would be smoking cigarettes and the smoke would just kind of waft through the basement. And again, the sunlight through the blinds, just playing with the smoke. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was super cool. And like a young kid at eight years old thinking, if I start doing that, Mm -hmm. I never want to stop. And Mm -hmm. now it's at the point where I smoked for cigarettes for two years. The smoke was cool, but the smell stunk. And now I've been vaping for seven or eight years, and I have no intention of quitting except for the fact that now I kind of notice it in my lungs sometimes when I'm taking deep breaths. It's not so much that, like, my whole chest hurts. It's just, it's just like, very isolated spots that I feel like are on the inside that hurt. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that's just like, well, that's not good. Yeah. But... If they came up with a vape juice that 
didn't damage your lungs. Or, hell, maybe some enterprising chemist out there could think of something that gave you the same buzz as nicotine, but actually, like, well, cause, yeah, helped I'll your add lungs. That. There are, I mean, obviously, vape juice, the substance is bad for your lung, but you're not doing zero nicotine no vape juice oh no zero nicotine vape juice is stupid it feels mm. like you don't feel anything mm. you just like so it's not just about the smoke it's about uh, the feeling yeah and honestly you kind of do want that little throat gotcha. and you do want a little bit of pain yeah you know i, I mean pain comes pleasure exactly it's not necessarily i mean who doesn't love scratching an itch right oh yeah yeah, scratching's not entirely painless, but there's a part of it that does feel good. Are you offering me gum? Don't yeah. you gum on the I'm the just sticking podcast? it. I'm using it as a cessation technique. Well, we we should wrap up. We've been I'm not going to chew right we're Okay, like, we're at well, like 50 minutes, man. Hey, this is pretty good. Give yourself, you know, like just 10 minutes more unfiltered, not gum, chewing talk All right. about why... If nicotine is so great, why are you quitting? Why am I quitting? Yeah. Um. Well, so this is a uh, question. Uh, spoiler warning: I'm in therapy. All right. Um. But uh, that was a question. Is like, what? What am I doing this for? And I think, uh, you know, I'm doing it for the win aspect. I want to do it because I want to prove to myself that. My willpower is great enough that I can do it. Because, yeah, I don't know, with my life, uh, my life's trajectory has been pretty stagnant for the past two years. Um, I don't really have any reason uh, that I shouldn't try this. You know, there were a lot of reasons why quitting nicotine would be a bad idea just because of the emotional volatility. Uh, a lot of excuses you could come up with um, that some more some are more reasonable than others in terms or some are more valid than others as far as valid excuses to not quit nicotine. But you know what? I don't really have any valid ones to not try it other than, you know, that uh, I don't want to. But the truth is, is I kind of want to. It costs money. It's not worth it. You know, it's not, it's not about looking cool or not cool anymore, you know, I I cannot lie. I really enjoy nicotine. And that's honestly kind of what I'm most worried about because, so as I've mentioned, I've tried to quit a few times. And in a lot of cases, I've made it, you know, a week or two. Couple cases, I think I made it about three months or more than that. What's scary is that at that three months part, back where when I'm past the... Like, oh, I need it, I need it. You get into this mental context of it of, oh, it's like, like let's say you're cutting out ice cream, right? Right. And then, you know, I don't know when the last time is I've had ice cream. It could have been more than a month. But you know what? I'm not going to rule out that there's not a possibility that I'll be like, oh, you know what I could go for? Some ice cream. And I get, and I'm gonna get potentially that feeling three months from now of, oh, you know what? I want some nicotine ice cream mm. because it is something that I enjoy. But the difference is, is I can get that, you know, 
thing of ice cream and I'll be like, okay, that scratched the itch. And then I don't start going every day to go get more ice cream. Actually, that sometimes that well that's kind of weird right now because i'm getting a lot of ice cream because yeah it happens part of the cessation yeah you put it on you put it on um so i gotta deal with that but the point is is that uh you know that's gonna be an interesting uh you know right now i am in the thick of it and uh luckily this recording kind of helped yeah so i appreciate thank you for uh Thank you for showing up so that we could do this because I think it helped quite a bit. Of course. Kind of strengthened my resolve a little bit. Yeah, if you ever need a uh, little pep talk, you can give yourself one by listening back to these thoughts. That's, that's what, sad as hell. That's what it's all about. <laughs> but no, I, I, it's truly, this is what it's all about. I mean, I think... You know what? Hey, hey Luke. or Hey, Kyle. Yeah. If you ever need help from me, yeah, just remember... You have this. Yes. And don't bother me. <laughs> that's not the this way I This is why I recruit <laughs> Well, that's how it came up. Well, that's not. <laughs> it's for your own benefit. You know you have me as a friend. What I'm saying is in, in a broader scope, uh-huh. right? People give anonymity a whole lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Because and, human beings are monsters. And I think that the modern world... We live in right now, I'm not going to say the name of this system because I've heard it too many times on YouTube at this point, but the way of the world right now has made us all our own form of anonymous. Even if you have all the data and metadata on someone, you don't get a sense of them as a person. You don't get a sense of them and their mannerisms and we have all these parasocial relationships and there's a certain level that i feel we all just kind of have these masks on and these little labels upon ourselves it is halloween and yet there's a bit of us that all remains anonymous and we don't need to use that anonymity to be monsters the way some people choose to on the internet we can use it in the the beneficial ways of perhaps a 12-step program where we Say, hey, I'm in this space with a certain level of anonymity because I'm here to share my experiences and and let that just be a drop in the sea that's helping us all get better. And you know? I if, don't know if I agree with that, but that's this a whole could be a drop in the episode. sea. I mean, that's why we have a whole other episode to clarify. All right. Yeah. Kind of dropped the vacation aspect of it, but that's just because no, we it, were in uh, we were in Charlotte, North Carolina this week. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> remember, life's, life's a, a beach. beach. <laughs> Don't smoke. Smokers are jokers. Yeah, but that's not really beach themed. Don't leave your butts on the sand. Wah, wah. Oh. <laughs>